My name is Alyssa Capazello, and the most Italian-American thing about myself is the copious amounts of garlic I use while cooking. My name is Steven, and the most Italian-American thing about me is probably that I'm laid back when it comes to cooking, but also have pretty strong opinions about what kind of pasta you should use for things. Like, if a friend came up to me and was like, oh, like, I want to make red sauce, or like, I want to make red sauce in Alfredo, but like... I uh, should I use penne or rigatoni? Like, which one? The whole idea is, like, there is a right answer to that, and you should know it. Uh, and why are you asking me? My name is Beth Trippi, and the most Italian thing about me is that I'm actually Sicilian, and I'm genetically predisposed to make sure that I tell you that detail and that you know the difference. Hi, my name is Sue Capazello Horton, a.k.a. Aunt Sue. And the most Italian-American thing about me is my big mouth and ability to fly off the handle. But please remember, I am always doing it for my family and my need to fiercely protect them. This is Evan, and the most Italian-American thing about me is watching my dad talk to anybody and everybody in whatever restaurant we go to. My name is Vito, and I was raised in an Italian-American family by my grandparents. An Italian family is like no other. And if you were in my home, you would hear all the sayings that were going on in Italian and different dialects. But a lot that we heard was menaggia and stunad. My grandmother was always calling my brother and I something to that effect because we were always aggravating her, I guess. Hey, Dom, what do you have there? I have. Is it me, Mario? A DNA test to help relocate our lost Italian relatives. I'm going to need a sample for this vial. Oh, is it like a spit test? No, gross. I don't want your spit. You're my aunt. Okay. Is it blood, then? More serious than that. More serious than blood? I need a sample of your homemade marinara sauce. Fill it up to the line. Capiche? You told me you needed that for the selection process for the National Podcast Day Spaghetti Dinner. Bad news. It's not National Podcast Day. But the Spaghetti Dinner is still on. It's National Italian American Heritage Month. Welcome to National Podcast Day, a podcast celebrating national days at this uncertain time to be alive. I'm your host, Nicoletta Capozziello. And I'm your host, Domenico Capozziello. Way to commit. And it is October 2021, National Italian American Heritage Month. Okay, so just to get this out of the way, give people our credentials as to why we should be doing an episode on Italian American heritage. I am 50% Italian ancestry. Uh, my dad is third generation American, but he is still 100%. So that gives me 50%. And I'm not going to tell you what the other half is because it doesn't matter right now. Not in this month, you know. And Dominic, how Italian American are you? Um, I would lie and say I'm like 40, but I'm 25. Yeah, so 25% Italian. and. How Italian-American do we feel? Pretty Italian. Yeah, I think we're 100%, really. Yeah, we, that's, that's how our family, like, that's our pride. 
Yeah, we've got a fountain inside on our little porch. Uh, we have multiple vetoes in our family. We have a pizza oven. We have confidential sauce recipes, a confidential dough recipe. All right, so besides food, I feel we're Italian-American in other ways. Um, my dad and his brothers have always been really into their hair and their appearance in general. They wear a lot of jewelry compared to the average man in the Midwest. But despite all this, I grew up not knowing any other Italian-Americans. Dom, do you know the Italian-American community in Janesville? No, we are the Italian-American community in Janesville. Well, there is that pizza place, Tony and Maria's. Yeah, we are, we are actually related to them. <laughs> we probably are. Do we look like them? Well, there's only so many Italian-Americans in Wisconsin. How many other Italian-Americans are in your class at school? You know, no one's showing it off. And if you aren't showing off your Italian heritage, you're not really Italian. So zero. I think you're totally right. So even though I grew up not knowing any other Italian-Americans because they're really not a large presence in the state of Wisconsin, um, I have since found out that there are a lot of Italian-Americans in the United States. It is one of the larger immigrant groups and there are at least 17 million Americans who declared Italian ancestry on a survey in 2017, which makes us uh, be about 5% of the population. So a lot of Italian Americans out there, Dom. So we are gonna cut to a commercial break, and when we return, we're going to talk about famous Italian Americans. Next week on Behind the Magic, Mario Spumoni, the illusionist, the paisano, the legend. Ah, you should have seen him. Flowing velvet cape, three-foot top hat, pencil mustache, diamond pinky ring, and that was just on the streets of Brooklyn growing up. First night I put him on stage, he didn't even know he was a magician. He just kept saying, sono solo italiano. I told him to save the spells for the stage and pushed him out there. The rest is history. Oh, he was making guys disappear left and right. Mickey the Rat, Vinny Nostrils, Dirty Dino, you know most magicians make someone disappear and they show up eventually, not these guys. But behind the hairy chest and gold crucifix, Spumoni hid a secret. Well, when you're buying out the Copa every night for private parties, you're gonna catch the attention of the IRS, and the FBI, and the DEA, and the... By the end, Spumoni was such a good magician, he made himself disappear. Now that was a hell of a trick. Forty years later, we're still looking for him. Tune in next week, only on Behind the Magic. Alright, we are back. So Dom, for the main part of the episode, I'm going to play you clips of famous Italian-Americans. And I'm going to have you guess how Italian-American you think they are. Okay, here we go. Ready? Set? Yeah. Sylvester Stallone. You know, I've been coming in for six years. The six years you've been sticking it to me. I want to know how come. You don't want to know. Yeah, I want to know how come. You want to know. I want to know how. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Okay, that was Sylvester Stallone in one of the opening scenes of Rocky. Dominic, based on that, how Italian do you think Stallone is? I think they're really trying to get us to think that he's Italian, but I'm going to go with like a 50. You are totally right. Sylvester Stallone is 
half Italian. His dad is Italian. Really? But his mother is French Jewish. I didn't think I was going to be right. So, next one. We're going to go on to the one, the only, Danny DeVito. He's my phone screen background. I think that makes you pretty Italian-American, you know? So I think other people have more iconic Danny DeVito roles, but I just love Matilda. So we are going to be watching a little bit of Matilda. Ready? Mm-hmm. What is this trash you're reading? It's not trash, Daddy. It's lovely. It's called Moby Dick by Herman Melville. Moby what? This is filth. Trash. That's not mine. It's a library book. Trash. I'm fed up with all this reading. You're a wormwood, you start acting like one. All right, so that was Danny DeVito in what I believe is one of the best films ever made. Uh, Dom, have you seen that movie before? No, but I've seen that clip. How have you seen that clip, but not the movie? You've showed me it. That's like one of your favorite movie clips. I don't even think I have favorite movie clips, but okay. All right, how Italian do you think DeVito is? Let me review my home screen background. 100. You are correct. Danny DeVito at 4 foot 10 is a true purebred Italian-American. I thought he was 4'8". No, 4'10". Needs every inch. Next up is Madonna. Do you know anything about Madonna, Dominic? Yeah. Singer. That's all you need to know. All right, here we go. Madonna. So besides the video for like a prayer, <laughs> be pretty interesting. Uh, how? Fifty. A, let's see. You are correct. Why am I getting these right? I shouldn't be. I don't know. You're some kind of uh, seer, I guess. Well, I'm like German, Irish. Shh. No, we're not talking about other heritage. Okay. You're twenty-five percent Italian, and that's all that matters. Okay. Okay, next up, we've got Robert De Niro. You ready for this one? Yeah. Do you know how Italian-American he is from the family text this week? No, I... Well, don't look now. I want you to actually guess. Okay, here we go. You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? All right, Dom, so that was Robert De Niro. And Papa has definitely said the has definitely said that line to you, the you're talking to me thing. But I think Papa like plays up the Italian-American even more than De Niro does in that okay, scene. Okay, I'm going to go with like 99. Not 100? No. This shocked me, but Robert De Niro, despite being in every Italian-American movie ever, he is only 25% Italian. He is the same amount Italian as you. I'm... I'm as Italian as the Italian idol. However, like you, De Niro grew up in a very uh, 
Italian-American like community and culture. Ran around Little Italy a lot growing up in New York City. So I think his Italian-American heritage looms large. He also seems like he bums around with a lot of Italian-Americans. I think he might think he's more Italian than he is. Moving on, next up, we've got John Travolta. And we're going to do a clip from Greece. And I just want the audience to know that it was pretty painful to have to watch a lot of clips from Greece for this, even though I used to love Greece. But this car could be systematic, hydromatic, ultramatic. Why could be Greece lightning? He's lightning. So we get some overhead lifters and four bell quads, oh yeah. Keep talking, walk, keep talking. Fuel injection cut up. Okay, repeat that. He doesn't sound Italian, but he looks Italian. Yeah, that is actually him singing. I had to do some double checking there, but that is actually his voice. I'm going to give him 40%. How would someone be 40% Italian? You can. All right, well, he is 50% Italian. You could get like 40. Because if your dad's like 60 and your mom's 20, I don't know how percents works. We did a lot of percents in your math last year, and I just want you to know that there are no trick 40 percenters thrown in here or 80 percenters thrown in. Everyone is 25, 50, or 100. Then I would go with 50. And I was right. He is 50%. So like me, he has a Sicilian father and an Irish mother. What do you think of John Travolta? He's old. That's all you think? I don't know. We're moving on. Next person is Marissa Tomei. Do you know who Marissa Tomei is? I wouldn't really expect you to. So I grew up watching My Cousin Vinny, and it's a movie starring Marissa Tomei as the female lead and Joe Pesci. And Joe Pesci, you would probably know because he's the bad guy in Home Alone. That guy seems pretty Italian. That was like my first movie that I saw with like a really Italian Italian. Yeah. Well, he is pretty Italian, but we're not doing him. All right, here we go. Oh, she looks Italian off the bat. No. It is a trick question. Why is it a trick question? Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four-barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing would be four degrees before top dead center. 75 to 100. You seem pretty confident on that one. So you can just tell Marissa Tomei, like, oozes. She looks Italian. She looks Italian. Does she sound Italian? She has the skin tone. She has the accent down. She has, like, she looks Italian. She's got kind of a New York accent, don't you think? Like a Jersey. Okay, I'm going to go with 75. She is 100% Italian. Yeah, she looks, she looks Italian. Because she, she looks is. Like the most Italian. Yeah. Yeah. So Marissa Tomei is great, and she is 100% Italian. And in that movie, she played opposite Joe Pesci, who's also 100% Italian. And I just wanted to take a moment to remind people, in case they had tried to block it, that Joe Pesci also has a musical career. Do you remember listening to this stuff, Don? No. Papa played it last year, and it's supposed to be funny, some of it, but it's also really sincere. All right. Next, we're going on to. The Godfather, Dominic. The Godfather is the quintessential Italian-American film. Someday, and that day may never come, I'll call upon you to do a service for me. 
But uh, until that day, accept this justice as a gift on my daughter's wedding day. All right, that was Marlon Brando in The Godfather. I think he's either really Italian or not that Italian, so I'm just going to go with 50. Okay, you are right that he is not Italian. He is 0% Italian. Oh, I got that one wrong. Well, that was hard, because I assumed that Marlon Brando was at least 50%, because... The Godfather is the Italian movie. Like, why didn't they get someone actually Italian to play that role? He's everything else. German, Dutch, English, Irish, but no Italian. Or English and Irish. We're not English. We're Irish. I wish we were English. I like tea. Tea is a generic British thing. I like tea, but I don't like, I don't say scone instead of scone. No one says that. Yeah, British people say scone. British people are a conspiracy. Uh huh. All right, here we go. We're gonna end on a note you really like. Surpresa! I could probably play this on my baritone. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. Bells will ring, tingle-ling-a-ling, tingle-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing Vita Bella. All right, Tom. I know that song brings up a lot of emotion for you. How do you feel? Here's my thing. I know Frank Sinatra is like, 50 or something and I feel like Dean Martin might be 50 but I have too much respect for him to not call him Italian so I'm gonna say he's 100% but deep down I think he's 50. Okay well just to correct something for the audiences before they get too upset Frank Sinatra is 100% Italian and he's not yeah he is no he's not I did a lot more research for this podcast episode than you did Dean Martin is 100% Italian. Both parents are Italian. The only reason I had some doubt was because his name is Dean Martin, but that's because they changed it. They Americanized his name. His birth name is Dino Paul Crocetti. I don't know if there gets to be a more Italian name than Dino. Dino Martin. I really, I didn't think I was gonna get that many right, honestly. That was very impressive. I didn't look these up either. You did great, highly impressive. You can keep your 25% Italian-American heritage. Thank you. Till next year, at least. I, okay. I'll have to get it renewed. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to send it, you know, to the, the courts. They take a long time. They're Italian, you they know. They take months. Could be a while. So thanks so much for listening to this episode of National Podcast Day. And thanks to everyone who called in and celebrated their Italian-American heritage with us. Dominic, how are you going to celebrate the rest of Italian-American Heritage Month? My birthday's in a couple days, so I'm going to dedicate it to all of the Italian-Americans struggling out there. Are you going to eat a cannoli cake? No. Angel food Uh, cake. Tiramisu. You're eating an angel food cake? I don't know. I might have tiramisu. I I want tiramisu now. Happy Italian-American Heritage Month. Happy American-Italian-American Heritage Month.
one or the other. Ciao. Ciao. Hi, this is Joe Capazzello. The most Italian-American thing about me is my love for making and eating meatballs. My name is Natalia Capazzello, and the most Italian thing about me is that I will use this platform to publicly denounce the casting of Chris Pratt as our Italian-American hero, Mario the Plumber. This is Adria LaMorticella, and the most Italian-American thing about me is probably the fact that 23andMe recently alerted me that they had updated my results from being 86% Italian to, in fact, being 96% Italian. And, and that's, pretty, that's pretty Italian. I was born with the name Antoinette Bizzanella. Besides being given the name of a maternal grandmother, Antoinette, or Andonette, it's been noted that I use my hands a lot when talking, which seems to be typical for Italians. My name is Tony Capazzolo, and the most Italian things about me is my love for pizza and all Italian food except baccala and tripe, my soft-spoken demeanor, and the fire-slash-banging cannoli cake I have on most of my birthdays. Hey, this is Giovanni Buonatale. The most Italian-American thing about me is my hair. It's like a bowl of black squidding fettuccine. Uh, maybe, maybe I smell a bit like prosciutto, too. And uh, sometimes when I cry, I cry out meatballs. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Ah, my eyeballs are like two black uh, Sicilian olives. My name is Lacey O'Brien. My mother's maiden name is Isillo, so that's where I get my Italian from. The most Italian-American thing about me would be the, this set of principles that are based solely in superstition that I have to follow in my day-to-day -day life um, for good luck. So number one would be no hats on any surfaces. You can't put your hats on the table. You can't put your hats on the bed. Hats can't go on any surface. It's bad luck. Um, in the car, there's always change in the back seat because it's bad luck if there's not change in the car. Uh, when you get a car, you have to throw the change in the back, so the change just stays in the car on the floor. Um, if you get a new purse, you also have to put change in that for good luck. And if you give a new purse, you can't give it empty. You have to put change in that. Um, and also the St. Joseph buried upside down in the front yard for good luck.